Greetings, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode 26 of the Community Solutions Podcast, coming to you from the students, faculty, staff, and community partners affiliated with the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences at the Indiana University Fairbanks School of Public Health in Indianapolis. I'm Jack Terman, Jr., your host for the podcast, and a member of the faculty in this great department. Today, we are going to focus on strategies to ensure that all people have access to healthy, good food. Our students, Nisha and Idalise, have a conversation about the book, The Stop, How the Fight for Good Food Transformed a Community and Inspired a Movement. Written by Nick Saul and Andrea Curtis. Nick Saul once was an executive director of The Stop, a charitable food bank in Toronto, Canada, and is now co-founder, president, and CEO of the Community Food Center Canada, a national organization that provides resources to partner organizations across Canada to establish community food centers. The co-author of the book is his wife, and she is an award-winning writer and editor. This book beautifully describes the nearly 15-year transformation of the stop into a sustainable, internationally recognized community food center called the Green Barn. Nick shows us many strategies he used to achieve his goal for food equity or good food for all. He has achieved this using strategies that include organizational development, community engagement, social policy change, and activism. This is both an inspiring and practical story that you can use and adopt in your community to promote access to healthy, good food for all. Let's join the conversation. Hello listeners, my name is Idalise Perzak. And my name is Nisha Tachanchai. I hope everyone's day is going well. Today we will be reviewing and discussing the book, The Stop How the Fight for Good Food Transformed a Community and Inspired a Movement by the authors Nick Saul and Andrea Curtis. In today's podcast, we will be discussing different topics about this book and our own interpretation of the book overall. To start out this podcast, I was really just intrigued about Nick Sell's life story and his background. After doing some research and reading about him, I found out that he was just 15 years old when he actually lived in Mozambique during this time the Civil War was taking place. Nick had to stand in very long lines just to get milk and bread, but Nick was also somewhat upset when he would see privileged people who would just push themselves up the line. I can understand why he was upset. I mean, everybody should be patient and be treated equally, you know? But then Nick, over time, he started to feel powerless about the situation. Yes, I agree with you, idealist. I mean, everybody should be treated equally and should have been patient when waiting in line. Nick didn't really have a choice. He had to wait in line patiently and wait for meal and bread. Nick also mentioned that he sees food as a basic human right. Everybody should have an equal opportunity to have access to food. 
I really connected to Nick when he describes his beliefs about food. Food can really be an important tool for building health, people's skill, hope, and most importantly, social change. Nick Saul was also the director of the Stop, which was essentially a charitable food bank in Toronto, Canada. The Stop became like a volunteer-based charitable food bank. The food bank was offered to communities, and later on, there was a project that eventually developed into this great internationally recognized community food center named the Green Barn. Nisha, what are your thoughts about how Nick viewed the old charity model in the Green Barn? Because I was also very intrigued about this topic when reading the book. Well, Nick really wanted to change the old charity model of the stop. This charity model was basically food hampers that didn't really have a lot of value to them. It was sad to realize that these hampers include all live vegetables and damaged canned food. I can't really imagine how some of the residents in the community who would get this item fell. I mean, I'm sure they were happy to have these items, but they weren't in the best condition, you know? Yeah, I agree completely, but at the same time, they were able to get these items and use them, but the residents did deserve better. But back to the green band, which I wanted to touch on, I was pleased to see that this project actually took off and was becoming successful. I love how this was really focuses on working with the community. The Green Barn offers food education programs, training on food skills, gardening, and health literacy. I absolutely loved how working with the community was the number one on Nick's list. The community is a very big deal, and people in the community need these types of resources, like the Green Barn. I wish our community had something like this. I feel like all communities would benefit from all the things that the Green Barn has to offer. I will say, some food banks only limit their food to people who live in the community. I can understand why, but I feel as though food banks should be more open to other populations and be okay with anybody coming in as a customer. Yeah, I agree. Everybody deserves a chance to get food, regardless from where you live or what area you stay in. Some food banks that have that rule of, oh, it's only a community food bank is somewhat hurtful. But I also understand why Nick decided that he had to limit um, the health to only people who live in the STOPS community first. I think it is for sustainability of the program. And it's good that he can finally make the Green Barn to be a model of community food center for other communities. If every community can have a community food center like this, everyone can have access to good food. To me, communities should be more open to people who don't necessarily have as much money as others. Being mindful to people's personal situation is important. Everybody needs food and it shouldn't be an issue for getting it. To limit somebody of food is just not right. And Nick actually had the same mindset as you and I, Nisha. I appreciate the fact that he understood that everybody deserves a chance. It doesn't matter if you are poor or rich in your own community. You can still have access to get food that you deserve. He was really all about equal opportunity for all the people within the community. I like the concept that good food is not only for the rich, but for all. I also admire that Nick used the different strategies to provide good food, depending on customers' ability to afford. 
The farmer market that he set up at the stop and the green barn are good examples of that. Both the stop and the green barn's farmer market uses the same concept, which was buying product from farmers and providing them in the market. The difference was that they sold the product at a low cost at the stop's market by using the fundraising and volunteer labors to cover the cost. Why they sold the normal price at the green barn's market? Because the people there had ability to afford it. This is the good example to remind me about the concept of equity, that equity is not the same as equality. They all can buy the same good food without the need to use the same amount of money. Not everyone has to be supported equally. You have a good point, Nisha. Also, Nick, Nick discussed the whole community needs assessment. By doing this assessment, you will have a better understanding on what exactly the community needs, especially resources. The community needs assessment is the first step in order to address the problems that the community has. If we have a better understanding about our own audience and understand that everybody in the community has different views on things, but at the end of the day, we can come together to make the community a stronger and a, and, and a more united place as long as we work together. People also need to be understanding of everyone's beliefs as well. Not everybody will have the same beliefs, but as long as we can meet in the middle, that is a good starting point. I think another important aspect for a successful community food program is fundraising. Fundraising is key for raising money and being able to afford certain things for the food program. Reaching out to different people in the community is necessary when trying to set up a successful food program. Outlining a plan for fundraising is step one. After making the outline, it is good to make many goals that you would want to reach when making this outline. After making the outline, I feel like it is important to keep up with the many goals that you made to make sure that you are still on the right track and able to complete the set goals. And what we can learn from the book is that if you want to create change, we should dream big and stick with it. Like Nick, who refused to downside the scale of the green barn even when he faces many obstacles in building the green barn, such as the higher cost, he tried all the way to fundraise more, to cover the new cost, and finally he could do it. I will keep in mind that change is hard but worth it. Yes, I agree with you, Nisha. Sometimes change is hard, but can be a good thing if it benefits the community. We need to focus more of our time to improving communities and making sure we are doing all that we possibly can to help these residents in the communities. Some plans won't always go how you would expect them to go, but change is necessary when trying to make a difference in one's community for the better good of the people. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy our podcast and we really appreciated your time. Thanks. Have a great day, guys. Take care.